Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. And in this episode, we will be talking with Corporal Bear McCulley. Bear served in the U.S. Army Infantry and did three tours of duty in Iraq. Um, after he got out of the military, he became a law enforcement officer and most recently serving as a school resource officer. So we had a great time shooting this episode. Um, hope you enjoyed as well. So like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And uh, here it is, the Washdown Podcast with special guest Corporal Bear McCulley. We, uh, half the time you don't even realize how much time goes by. Like you're like, oh shit, I haven't seen him since like last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's easy. It's easy to get wrapped up in your daily life and the things that you're doing, you know, especially if you're working 18 different jobs or a ton of overtime or whatever. Why, why are you looking at me? Why I, are you looking at me? I'm just, you're why, in, why are we starting this episode you're off in my eyeline. with the same bullshit? You're in my eyeline. That's false. I mean, it is true, but like... Do you want me to go Christian Bale on you? I, He's got to pay for all those toys somehow. Well, that's I mean, true. a Jeep, motorcycle, big truck, trips to Colorado, that, that shit ain't cheap. Well, that's very true. And he breaks his shit constantly, so that's even more money on top of it. Because I'm having fun. Is it fun to break your shit? No. Okay. But I was having fun when I broke it. <laughs> And then I was not having fun after I broke it. Maybe a little less fun, and then you could have more fun. It's like the the experiment with the kids and the cookies. So they put a plate of two cookies in front of a kid, and they said, "You, if you don't have any now, you can have two later." So what do they do? They eat the cookie. Yeah. Stop eating the fucking cookie. Weight control. One Metaphorically cookie, and literally. I'm just saying, like. It's it's a very reasonable vicious circle. I work too goddamn much to afford the things that I use for playtime to give myself a mental break because I work too goddamn much. <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat. Yes, Bear. Do you see a problem with this? I do. Yeah, yeah. but hey, you know, you know, I can find another guest. It's not hard. <laughs> I, you just sent us send out a text. I I invited you here out of the kindness of my heart. You've been here 15 minutes. Well, I, Actually, listen, he's been here like 45. And we're already teaming up on me. And well, we haven't even done our introductions yet. Well, I think we're going to talk about mental health, and I think you working so much might be hard on your mental health. Listen, I'm five seconds away from going back behind the camera. How are you going to do that? There's no mic now back there now. Who said I wanted to talk either? You always want to talk. <laughs> Don't even play that shit. You're going to start pouting now? <laughs> I hate you guys. James is a world-class powder. Anyway... Bear, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, appreciate glad it. To be here. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll just, you know. I thought that's why I sent my bio. There's no music or um, any yeah. kind of. No, I'm not going to voice. We, we're yeah. still yeah. waiting on Morgan voice. Freeman to get back to us to read the bios. Oh. He hasn't. Yeah, um, he hasn't got back with us he's, yet. He's hard to get a hold of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my name my name is Bear McCulley. What what all you guys want to know on that? Let's just oh, that was it. That was there. great. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> uh, how about, you know, where you're from and what brought you here? Just, you know. Like to the city or to the show? To the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm from uh, Adrian, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I lived in I lived in Adrian for a large majority of my life, and and uh, I came to the show because uh, somebody else from Adrian, yeah, yeah, he asked me to come and uh, and and talk with you guys. So awesome! Didn't even take any convincing. I was like, all right, I'll do it. We'll see what it's like. You're welcome. Thanks. Spare, let's, after let's high school, see how this goes. after high school, what'd you do? <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna get into it that quick. <laughs> yeah, huh? we're getting into it. Okay. All right. So. Uh, well, as you know, I didn't graduate high school. Like I had a my my childhood was uh, rough, if you will, and I self destructed a little bit, caused some issues. Had a had a kid who's phenomenal. She's a sophomore at Mizzou now, and she's awesome. But I had a kid early, and you know, started working early and trying to do that stuff. And uh, about after nine eleven, you know, I kind of started to straighten up because I wanted to to go over that to, to Iraq. So, uh, straightened, straightened up finally in 2005 was able to enlist. So that was after high school. So what'd you do? What'd you do in the military? Uh, I was a uh, infantry. So I <laughs> enlisted in 2005 and I, uh, like I said, my bio. Yeah. I enlisted in 2005, <laughs> went to, uh, went to, uh, infantry school, Fort Benning, Georgia and Foxtrot 150. And graduated there and immediately, like when I say immediately, I got to come home for my, you know, week to say bye to family and stuff. And I went to Germany for about two weeks and was in Baghdad, Iraq within a month of graduating basic training. So when I said I wanted to go, I, I, I wanted to go. I just kind of let me, you know, yeah. can't, can't put my toes in a little bit <laughs> yeah. and see how this is going to go. <laughs> oh, straight to the deep end, huh? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they just threw me in, but I went to Baghdad. Uh, I was at Fob Falcon. There's actually a video on YouTube while I was there. They, uh, the Ir- Iraqis lobbed in some mortars and hit our AHA ammo storage point, and it was like 4th of July for like a week straight, and there's videos all, all over YouTube. Fob Falcon blows up, and you know we were watching uh, the Iraqi news, and they were saying that all of us were dead. CNN was saying all of us were dead. I was like, my mom is so pissed right now. <laughs> She is so worried because I can't. We can't call. Can't do anything. But sitting there eating MREs and tuna for three days because we couldn't leave. It was terrible. But all in all, it was really, really fun experience. But we did twelve months of that deployment. Uh, a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of firefights. Got blown up a lot. It was. Uh, I would have stayed in the military if I didn't have kids. I loved it. It was a good fit for me. I, you know, they told me what to wear, when, when I could eat, and when to li- stand in a line, and when to run, and made it life really, really easy for me. And uh, we uh, came back in November of '06, and was back for about a year and a half. Did you know we infantry guys? We just train all the time. It was you have 30, 30 days in the rear, 30, 30 days in the field, thirty days in the rear, another field trip, and then just. A cycle like that, and then uh, 2008 redeployed to <clears throat> Selma Pak, Iraq, which is uh, where Saddam had all his vacation homes. So I stood in some of his destroyed pools and things like that, and was there for 15 months. And that was more. It was a a big change in the war from 2005, 2006, 2008, 2009. So what was what was different? It was it was more about hearts and minds. The second one, we were doing a lot of school stuff, uh, giving money and you know, to shakes and things like that to fund 
fun schools and delivering pencils and paper and doing things like that. A lot of that and not a whole lot of the, the gunfights anymore. Some more nation building type mm. stuff. Which did you like more? I'm a cra- I'm crazy. Fair. So <laughs> like I I loved the combat. I loved I don't know if it's so much of the the getting shot at and blown up. The, just more of I love camaraderie. I love the brotherhood you build in that kind of and it's it's the same in, in our jobs now. It's the the brotherhood you build in that stuff is just you know, it lasts a lifetime and yeah. like I'm still really close with a lot of guys I deployed with. My medic is one of my uh, best friends and talk to him all the time. Well, you're it's kind of that same type A personality that we have. Like, just throw us in the shit. That's where yeah. we that's where we flourish. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. As yeah. it is. It, what 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 drives me crazy is that people call it arrogance. Like like we're just some arrogant assholes because we we can think we can do this and it's it's, it's just the type A personality of the, like it's not really arrogance. It's just that I know I can do this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go do it. It's not I'm better than you or anything like that. Yeah, you can do it. No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not arrogant. You're just yeah. dumb. <laughs> well, we want to push ourselves. Yeah. You that, know that might how be our far new can... favorite. We're we're getting that slogan on our new shirts. What? I'm not arrogant. You're just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite slogan. I'm copyrighted right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, those our type of personalities, though, and the the type of personalities that go into these types of work, they want to be tested. They want to push themselves, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about. I mean, that's why we don't sit behind a desk. You know, we want to be out doing, not yeah. sitting. So after military, then what? Uh. Well, I came home and, like I said, I did that school drop because we got reflagged, and I was like, I ain't going back to Afghanistan. I'm definitely not going to Afghanistan. It's cold there, <laughs> and I'm not. A, I don't like the cold. So, uh, came out and actually started the academy when I was still on leave from the military. So I wasn't even completely out yet. <clears throat> so, did the academy at Blue River, and then uh, my first cop job. I left off my bio, but I'll say. Uh, Gary Hacker hired me for Fairview, Missouri. <laughs> I was Fairview, the village of Fairview PD. It's, uh... And that experience was a strange one because it was, <laughs> it was, I rode around in a car for two days. They showed me the names of the street and they were like, there you go, guy. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, not, go even answer, get him. <laughs> not even answer the call, man. This is really my FTO program. So um, <clears throat> I was there for about, I think a little under two years. And I mean, it was a, it was a good experience to get my, my feet wet. And cause it wasn't, I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of shitheads there, but it was a controlled shithead kind of thing. Cause they didn't have cars or money or anything <laughs> like that. And very condensed. <laughs> yeah. Like it was basically the trailer park. We're full of shitheads and they couldn't go anywhere. It's, <laughs> it was like they had bob wire around it and they just, they stepped off the street and they're like, Oh shit. Am I allowed to go here? <laughs> So uh, I worked there for about two years. That's the most accurate thing I've ever heard of Feral <laughs> It's so funny because it's true. <laughs> oh, Sorry, please continue. That's just... <laughs> I'd have left that off my bio, too. <laughs> all in all, it was a good experience. 
And and Gary Hacker's a, uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a stellar human being. He's, <laughs> he's a little bit wild sometimes, but he's a, he's a good dude. So after that, I got hired in Harrisonville, and I was like, all right, I'm kind of excited about this. I get to go closer to home and, and see what that's about until you arrest the first person you went to high school with. And, and you know, when I was in high school, they all thought I was going to be in prison or dead by the time I was 18. And I'm sitting here like, oh, man, you really <laughs> – Really did, let yourself go, buddy. Like, did you give him a speech about you need to get your shit together? And no, I was just like, hey, remember in high school when you said I was a fucking dirtbag? Well, now I'm a fucking dirtbag uh, in a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to take you to county jail, guy. Good job. <laughs> so I was in Harrisonville for uh, three and a half years, almost four years. Um, worked road patrol, and then I was on their uh, crime control unit, which was basically a narcotics unit. Was arresting methods? Yeah, yeah. and. That was a that was fun trash poles and digging through people's disgusting shit all the time was also an experience that I'll never do again. It was it was a good time, but I'm, <laughs> resume I'm, builder. I've had my fun. Thank you. I'm good to go. Like every time a drug squad spot opens up in the sheriff's office, they're like, "You gonna put it?" No, I'm good, man. I don't wanna. It's gonna be a hard pass for me, man. I've I've stood in the in the shitty motel on 291 and bought dope. I don't need to do that shit anymore. I'm I'm good. That's a part of the job that I don't think people really think about is the digging through the trash. Oh, dude, trash pulls are terrible. They are so disgusting. And Harrisonville people that you're doing trash pulls on are filthy human beings. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just, oh my God, I'm peeved just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. There's- well, you know, it's people don't think about, you know, what their inside of their neighbor's house looks like. Oh. Well, we get to see that yeah. on a daily basis. And yeah. believe me, people aren't as clean as you think oh, they God, probably should be. There are many times I've been like, hey, come outside. <laughs> uh, they're in cardiac arrest. Oh, yeah. bring them outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you stick to the floor and you look down, you're like, this is a carpet. <laughs> I'm sticking to the carpet. The walls are crawling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not fun. Uh, there's many times I've left, and I'm like, I'm sure I have head lice. There's a 100% chance I have head lice right now. I'm just going to go to Walgreens by the stuff right now and be done with it. Or every time you just feel like a little itch, like, bed bug. <laughs> Got a fucking bed bug. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. I have left houses with my socks full of fleas. Oh. And I'm like, this is terrible. But, yeah, no. <laughs> That's, mm-mm. I'm telling you, they need to post, when they post these positions, be like, police officer, Slash cleanup slash sanitation slash like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely well, not fun. That that's the part of the job that Hollywood doesn't show people, oh, no. and that's what everybody knows about our profession yeah. is they get to see you know, Lone Star Nine One One or the Rookie or some bullshit like that yeah. on TV, and it's like oh they they do that. Eh, mm. No, we really don't. I have yet to extend an aerial out over a minefield and then throw shit out there. Yeah. I've yet to tackle somebody so smoothlessly that I didn't touch the ground once. (laughs) Well, like, that's what we just need to start doing. They're like, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Because, you know, they want, like, just the mangled body story. And I'm like, "Uh, have you ever seen somebody covered in poop for five days? That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I was there for for quite a while, man. And then I I moved up here to, you know, the age-old fuck up when you move somewhere to be with a girl. And then uh, divorce is final tomorrow, just so everybody knows. Hey! Yeah, might have Can a party. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. 
so I moved up here and then I uh, got hired on the sheriff's office, did a few months in the jail, and then went to road patrol and and did a little bit of time in courts after I wrecked a car. And I uh, went back to road patrol and then the school spot opened up. Oh, and teach you to drive in Fairview? No. <laughs> I had to I had to go to I had to go to uh the Missouri Highway Patrol's uh EVOC training, which was fun. It's a good time. If you like to live in the barracks, how many and, knife hands did you get there? The- <laughs> oh my god, I would have been like, get the fuck out of my face, dude! What the fuck? Who? I can't stand that barracks because you walk in and like I just you're not supposed to eat in there. I'm like I'm a grown ass man, dude. I've been a cop for a long time. Like I can't. Yeah. Like let me eat some fucking pizza in my room. It's fine. It's not a problem. I'll clean up after myself. I'm not a fucking cadet. Yeah, but if they let you do it, then they got to let all the other shitheads do it who won't clean up after themselves. Well, you know, that's just that's a, you. You make money on the uh, on the fact that you have a barracks and a cool place to drive cars. So yeah. hire a cleaning crew, just like the hotels do. That's my opinion. Yeah, but I see I your mean, point. What if he left food on the ground and they stepped on it with their shiny shoes? Yeah, they do look pretty. Yeah, the highway patrols a lot like the Marine Corps. They really? look pretty. That's about all they do. <laughs> <laughs> they got nice hats and cool uniforms and can, can do a DWI like nobody else, but you put them on a burglary call and they're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> well, <laughs> sir, come out. That's not going to work, man. <laughs> no, I give them shit, but I've worked with a few up here, Highway Patrol guys that are stellar guys, so... I just like to give them shit for being glorified traffic cops. <laughs> With their Matt Me hats? Yeah. No, the hats Dude, are the, epic. Those are cool hats. Like, I had one on Harrisonville, and I did wear it. And I was probably the only douchebag that did. And I did it proudly. Way low, really high up, and re- way low back here. I was like, yeah, man. Two fingers off the brim. It was sexy. Sounds like a wannabe state trooper. Absolutely not. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, man. I like my drop leg and my above shirt vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to walk around with a hot wool crap on all day. I I got an award uh, last week from the school district a couple weeks ago and had to go to an award ceremony. And the sheriff said, you guys are all wearing class A's. And my class A's don't fit me anymore because my my journey of fitness has <laughs> taken a back seat to pizza and whoppers over the last <laughs> couple months and uh so I, I had to go spend 251 dollars on a new set i was already upset about that and then as soon as i put them on i immediately started itching. i was like this is fucking terrible <laughs> why like, is it that they make all of the professional like the class A uniform and the dress uniform for all of our professions, like the most uncomfortable piece of clothing that you could possibly imagine. Maybe to make them durable, but we only wear them like once every three yeah, years. I don't exactly. need it. It could be paper and it would last years. <laughs> like I do not need this wool, heavy, disgusting feeling, itchy. Just give us the blue paper it. scrubs from the jail. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll make it work. Dude, draw a little necktie on them and a little badge and, yeah, my captain called me a diva after, after, because I'll bitch about it. I'm like, dude, I don't want to wear this shit. Why, am I, why are we doing this? This is hot, uncomfortable, just so we can look pretty for a couple of pictures. Like, can I just take the pictures and go home? 
Would that be okay? Like, you're a diva. Yeah. This is not fun. I just went full diva recently because we're doing those yearbook photos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this will be cool, you know? And they're like, you got to wear your class A's. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, I'm getting dressed like, got to wear your long sleeve class A. And I was like, this is bullshit. This whole, this is stupid. Why are we even taking these damn pictures? Like, flip on the so switch. So the way that I read that memo was captains and above. What? Have to wear long sleeves. I, I didn't say anything about no, you guys. It's everybody. Trust me, I threw a tantrum. Well, <laughs> our sheriff got rid of short sleeve class A's altogether. No longer a part of our uniform. Long sleeves and tie, baby. Which I would be okay with if it was like a three-piece pinstripe suit with wingtip shoes or something. But wool long sleeve with an ugly green tie is not. There would be divots in the floor for me standing <coughs> and stomping my feet from the tantrum. I would and where would that get you? Absolutely. Absolutely Stuck in the nowhere. same goddamn shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so why, uh, why law enforcement? <coughs> so, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's always been... I think it just stems from the way I was grew up and, and what was going on in my life as a kid. And my mom told me that I was, I'd always talk to her about my, I was going to go to the military and then I was going to be a cop. And she said, I was, I've said it since I was like four or five. So I guess it was just ingrained in me. And I completely hated my stepdad for the shit he did. And I was like, oh, someday I can't wait, buddy. <laughs> And I was hoping it would happen when I was in Harrisonville because he lives down there. And I was like, please let me be the guy. <laughs> and never. He moved out to Freeman. <laughs> I was like, bitch. Bro, I guess, he's probably one of those that like, got arrested in Harrisonville the day after you left. Yeah. Like, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the, he, you know, prick. What have you, because you've been in the game how long now? 12 years. 12 years. Going on 13. It's there's been a large change in law enforcement. <clears throat> yeah, some uh, for the better. Yeah, um, what have you kind of seen going from small town out of you know like urban county and especially being in the school district? Like <clears throat> w- one thing I've I've liked about what you do is like especially being in that school district. That is that's where we're and I hate to sound so cheesy with it, but essentially molding the minds. Yeah, that's absolutely. where we're not only just like hey, let's set a good example. Like, you know, with the program you're doing, you're not only teaching kids about law enforcement, but you're setting the example of what law enforcement is. Like, hey, it's Bear the Friendly County Mm -hmm. Deputy. Like, you are that role model for them, especially not only just even law enforcement, but just public service in general. Mm -hmm. Setting that example. What, you know, describe that feeling to me that you go through every day. Uh, Of being a role model? Listen, man. I spent Friday 45 minutes in a class full of preschoolers coloring, convincing them I was Batman. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I do, and it, it's 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 a blast. It's fun. It it changes their their look on us. But some kids don't even want to come near me because they're terrified, and I can understand. I'm you know six foot two hundred and fifty pound. Ugly as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> Let's get that shit. We're <laughs> gonna get that out of the way now. But I mean, it's it's a good feeling to be able to. <clears throat> watch watch some kids go from talking shit and always just thinking we're just these horrible racist pricks that want to take take everybody away from them or whatever their experience with law enforcement was to 
their outlook to where they can come and sit down at your desk and carry on a full conversation and, and open up to you and talk to you about their life. And it's, it's, it's rewarding. It's definitely, uh, I definitely needed a change of pace on where my mental health was when I was working on the road and I found it. And I think that I will probably end up doing, doing this until I retire 16 years. Not counting. No, (laughs) technically like 16 years. (laughs) It was like 15 years, 11 months and 14 days. He's got the Chris countdown. Yeah. It's, it's on my 55th birthday. I'm done. I'm dropping papers. I'm out. Fair enough. I'm going to drink beer and play golf. All the time. What was the? Because <clears throat> you weren't just overseas doing bullshit. No, you were in combat. Yeah. What's that transition like? How do you not necessarily turn that switch off, but how do you separate the two in the mindset of defending the country in combat, but defending the city? You know, and then because combat <clears throat> and an SRO are two completely different things. Absolutely. So how how do you separate those two, or how do they how do they go together? What does that mindset change look like? I I don't think that uh, I could have done the job I do now within five years of getting back. And to be honest, they when I put in for this and interviewed for it, it was a big um, debate on whether or not I would be good a good fit. Because people were, you know, a lot of the command staff was like, well, this guy's road patrol, work drugs, combat. I don't think he can transition to the soft hands of of being a school guy. And if it wasn't for um, one particular principal who said, who's from Harrisonville, who said he wanted me there, then I probably wouldn't even got the chance. So <clears throat> if this would have been, you know, Five years back from Iraq, there's zero chance I could have done it because I was still learning how to – I'm still learning. It's it's so hard, man. People are so stupid, like, so often that it just – my you can't help but get mad about it. So I'm still learning, and it's um, it's in progress. So. Well, and because one of the things I, th- I think I would struggle with if I was in your shoes – is you're overseas and people are trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. And you come back here, you know, in, you know, in the last five to six, seven years, the violence towards law enforcement has increased. You are no longer the friendly cop. You are a target on your back just because of the uniform. Where, again, people are trying to kill you. And I, I would have a hard time, like, it sucks to say the city you live in is a combat zone, but in some ways it kind of is sometimes. Yeah, and that's I would have a hard time separating that. I don't I don't think that it's or more of a, any more of a target now than we were, you know, ten fifteen years ago. I think it's just more out there, just like everything else, like the media with social media, everything else, everything gets put out. It, it has such a bigger reach, and I think that we were targets, you know, ten years ago. It's just you know now there's the play on on it with the cops are at war with the black community or the black communities at war with the cops when i mean can you remember a time when there wasn't a, a gap between the communities true i mean even hell even if you go back to rodney king it's the yeah. same thing i mean what's different than rodney king and george floyd yeah media media coverage yeah i mean let's, there's millions of police contacts a day 
So, I mean, there, there's shit that happens on a daily basis, and we just don't know. We don't see it. You know, yeah. I've, I've dealt with four or five people today alone, and, you know, I didn't go hands-on or anything, but, like, nobody knows. Well, then you're never going to hear about the good interactions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the millions a day that, I mean, it's like, here, have a nice day. You get a ticket, don't get a ticket, whatever it may be. You're only going to hear about the bad shit that gets posted on social media and goes viral. Could you imagine if the media <clears throat> attacked doctors like they do cops? Because there are just, is oh, like, yeah. that's why they call it the practice of medicine. They're, I'd argue that doctors kill a hell of a lot more people than cops, but we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, doctors. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, it, <laughs> what really gets me is like, the, every profession has. It is. I mean, there, there, there are teachers that sleep with their students. On a daily basis, all over this country, isn't that a huge problem? Yet yeah, we're we're not putting that out as much. We're putting the the sometimes the and we only really care about fifty percent of it. Yeah. If it's a male teacher that sleeps with a female student, we're like, ew, yeah, no. But if it's a female, we're high fiving the kid. Yeah. You seen that Pete Davidson Saturday Night Live with uh, Ronda Rousey? <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's <Yes>. hilarious. <laughs> it is so funny. But I mean, and that's that's the truth is and you know, it's we we have that that role identity and we're we're ingrained with it that males are allowed we're supposed to be aggressive and assertive and the females are supposed to be the they're the ones at risk. So when when we're teaching it that way all these years now if a 16 year old bangs his hot social studies teacher. It's, it's okay. It's a wink and a attaboy. And when it's the complete opposite, it's throw the book at this guy. He's a perv. And it's, it's, it's wild, man. It's so many different, like we've moved the goalposts on a daily basis. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's what are we going to be offended by today? Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, like what we're going to be offended by. It's <clears throat> the faceless people on the internet. You've offended me today, Jeremy. It's 2022. Which is why you've offended me. <laughs> Most people aren't offended. Like, I, I'm not offended by half the shit that like you think I'm. Like, people think I'm offended by. They, mm-hmm. you know, I identify as a female and I'm a male. You're offended? No, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, I give a rat's ass. What you want me to call you her? I will. But you can't be pissed off at me because I didn't know that. Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I will stand up every time and like until the sheriff tells me to shut my fucking face. And then I'll be like, okay, Roger that. I'm on. <laughs> Moving on. Well, shit, try being a black guy being told by white people what to be offended by. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> You're offended by that? Why aren't you? Because I, I have a brain? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is this the part where we... Say you're not black enough, or is that what you're looking for? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Adrian Missouri, that's all you need to know. (laughs) Are you wearing cowboy? Yeah. Yeah. Wearing the boots. Wearing the boots. (laughs) Oh, they're going to take your card. (laughs) I think they got yanked a couple of years ago. (laughs) If not earlier than that. Well, yeah, but I mean, we live in a time, and we've talked about it before, where we're all so interconnected. Like it's everything is right here on your phone, you know, social media, you can, we can say something in here and blast it out and it's out there for the whole world to see in 20 seconds. And who knows, you know, somebody in California maybe get offended by something that we say 
and then it becomes this big thing. If it'd be anywhere, it'd be California. Yeah, that's why I said <laughs> California, because they're a bunch of bitches. But Isn't that where you, you want to move? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, whereas most normal people, for lack of a better word, would just be like, okay, yeah, I can, you know, use Dave Chappelle as a perfect example of that. You know, if you sit and listen to what he actually says, he doesn't say anything wrong. But if you take one little snippet of it, and these people are hollering about it, then it's like, oh, yeah, he's this or he's that. Whenever, if you listen to the whole thing, he's not any of those things. No. You know, one thing I loved about Dave Chappelle growing up when, like, it was the Chappelle show, so nobody was off limits. But he put, com- like, you know, there was, he it was under comedy. Like, you, like everybody got jokes cracked on him. And then with, like, his those three Netflix stand-ups, it was just like, yeah, it was stand-up comedy, but that was some of the most real, like, he was past the point of trying to disguise it and make it a Comedy Central appropriate. He was just like, hey, y'all fucked up and you're all getting called out now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got attacked on stage last night. Did you see Did you see the guy that attacked him? Um, I saw his shoulder and the angle that it was at whenever <laughs> they put him in the ambulance. Somebody Did fucked that? that dude up. Did you see that? Hmm. So what? I, I don't know what it was, but I have a friend of mine that was at that award show. And Dave Spell's like talking at it. Some dude just gets up on stage. It was a try- concert. Okay. It was a stand-up special or something. And some dude tries to tackle him. Well, he tackles him. And Dave Spell's like, the fuck? <laughs> and this dude's entourage fucked this dude up. Like, drug him to the back of the stage. <laughs> just beat the bricks off this dude. <laughs> it was priceless. Surprised Dave then. He's, that guy's huge now. Well, when I first heard about it, I was like, Spell kick his ass. I'm like, no, it's entourage. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox came running out on stage and <laughs> snatched the dude up, yeah. and then like twenty other people. Well, he's, tra- he's training for that Tyson biopic. So, oh well, there you Maybe go. Maybe he was rough, <laughs> roughing him up with a like a bag. Just it looked like somebody put the dude in a Kimura or Americana or something, and because his shoulder was not where it was designed <laughs> it to was, be. It was over there. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll happen. Um, what are how are your we, we kind of talked about this a little off camera. How how are your brothers that you served with doing? Because obviously not all of them went into law enforcement. What What's the transition for them, the combat guys, been like going back into the world that you've noticed? <clears throat> uh, different for everybody. I mean, I think everybody struggled with going 500 miles an hour for so long and then coming back and, like, you're, you're going 30 and you're like, what the, how the fuck? And you, you, you contemplate reenlisting because that's what you're used to and that's what you want. Um, a lot of guys are like, I drank a lot of beer to to figure to keep myself grounded when I got home. Jameson beer, just you know, it was a point where I was working twelve hour shifts overnight. I would get off go to the Casey's by my house, buy buy some beer, go home, pound a 12-pack, rack out, sleep for like four or five hours, get up and go to the gym and, and do that every single day. And the gym was doing me no good because of the beer and the food I was eating. And, you know, I, I ballooned up to like 320 pounds. And for me, my frame, that was, I was a 15 pounds of chewed up bubble gum shoved in a five-pound <laughs> sack. It was disgusting. And a lot of guys... Um, dealt with that. Um, my medic that I talked to, he's actually, uh, recovering alcoholic now. He had a long, hard battle with it. And 
there's that's a booze is a big big thing for guys coming home to kind of keep them at a level it's it's so hard man like especially in that environment when you're when you're in the infantry it's <clears throat> we we had a a colonel come tell us we were the fucking worst garrison soldiers he's ever had but the best combat soldiers he's ever had and we just couldn't turn it off like we were we would go to combat we would come home we would get in bar fights we would destroy shit we would just fight anybody that wanted to throw a punch get in the colonel's office or in the provost marshal's office and MPs. And it was always a hot mess and we were always getting punished by a ruck marching, but it was, we were 500 miles all the time. And then you come back and you don't have that out anymore. Your punishment isn't just throwing on an 80 pound rucksack and going and walking ball busters all day long. It's now you got, I mean, that's why there's veterans court and, and things like that now, because there's, there's got to be a way to slow down, and we just we just you can't do it. Well, not to mention that you know the drinking and all of that stuff. That's just culturally acceptable in the military, in the fire department. I'm sure in the police department as well. It's just something. It's part of the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're off work. We got downtime. What are we yeah. going to do? Well, let's drink a case of beer and make the private do something stupid. Yeah. And- I'm not gonna say. I mean, it, I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's hard to it's hard hard to say there's something wrong with it because there's really not. When you when you're it's just when you're doing that shit just to do that shit on a daily basis, that's the problem. Now, you know, the older I've gotten, the slower I've been able to you know recover. Yeah, <laughs> I've been able to slow things down now. So I'm not drinking a you know a thirty pack of beer in two days and and just vegging out i'm you know i'll drink beer on sundays and watch football or have a cookout at the house and you know throw shoes and drink bush light but it's not like an everyday thing when i when i got back from iraq for probably the first five or six years i drank beer every day and it wasn't just you know a beer or two i drank beer and you know like i'd walk in the door and take a shot of jameson and that's how i started my morning and i would just beer 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 watch tv sports center whatever for five or six hours next thing you know you're 30 packs down to a 12 pack and you're like i better stop and i gotta work today so you know we've we've talked about that on the show before like and and i've posed that question and i jeremy's probably tired of hearing it but i still know that i've ever got a good answer for is like like in order to be good at our careers the best the there almost has to be something wrong with you and, and something that you, you can't turn off. Like, you know, especially like you gave a perfect example, like it may have been the shittiest garrison, but you were the best infantry. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I don't, with my life's on the line, somebody's defending my country, my freedoms. I want those crazy motherfuckers going to do it. Yeah. You know, if I want somebody staying calm, cool and collected in the middle of a house fire, I want that emotionless bastard doing it. If I, you know, if there's a hostage situation or something, you know, I want that officer with no give a fucks that, you know, knows exactly what to do doing it. But then you wonder, like, is that sustainable for a career? So I think, I don't think it's really emotionless. I don't think we go into fighting a fire or into a dangerous call without emotion. I think it's more, we are so trained all the time that the confidence that we have in our abilities to complete the tasks is just 
uncomparable. Like, if I have confidence to do, like, coming here today, I've never done a podcast, so I was a bit nervous about it. Like, I don't know. I have no training. I have no ability to do this. Neither like, do we. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, when we go into the unknown of stuff we don't know, then then we do take a step back and, you know, kind of look at things. But we, we do this job, and we train to do it, and we continue to train to do it. So it's given us such confidence in our abilities that we it's not that we're emotional. This is just that we know what the fuck to do. So we're going to go do it, handle it, and then handle business. It's the the thing that affects us the most that isn't sustainable is not finding an outlet after it's all done. Because if we don't start doing that, then, then we're, you know, there, it, you know, suicide rate after retirement so high and, and first, and my, our job, my job, your job and the military. And it's because we, we don't find an outlet. And then we, we built, we put so much of ourselves into this job that when we don't have it anymore, we don't have fucking anything. So well, it, we let it consume our identity yeah. and that is what we are. And you've said that so many times. I'm tired of you saying it, but you know, it's not just, you know, you're bear the cop or James, the medic. It's you're also James, the grandson and bear the dad. And you know, Jeremy the douche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's the thing that if you let it consume these careers, if you let them consume your identity and that's all you are, then yeah, when it's time to retire, and guess what? For everybody, there's going to be a time to retire. I can't wait. Then you have to do something else. You have to have some kind of plan in place to do something to fill your time. And if you don't have that, then yeah, it's going to go downhill real fucking fast. Because we've all seen those retired cops or those retired firefighters that you haven't seen in maybe a year or two, and you bump into them in the store, and they look like dog shit. They look like a gandy that we just ran two days ago or whatever. It's like, what happened to you? You were the most in-shape person that I knew, and now you're not. You shouldn't say emotionless. Makes us look like sound like robots, man. We got emotions. I've went into full robot mode before. Yeah? That's because you work too fucking much. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're talking to a person that ran a code basically to sleep and forgot about it. The next morning. <laughs> that's. I don't know that I would admit that. Yeah, that's. I was proud of it. Your bosses don't listen to this, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ever tell you about that? We ran a code. I think it was like three in the morning. Some dude <laughs> brought this hooker home from the club. Took his little pill. Walked in the door. Dropped dead right in the doorway. <laughs> she called nine one one. We woke up, ran it, like pronounced it. Code went great. I guess I went back, went back to sleep, woke up the next morning. They're talking about code. I was like, oh, when did, I was like, did the truck run that? When did you guys run that? They're like, you ran that. I was like, huh? They're like, yeah, okay, you ran if, it. If we what? needed any more examples of the fact that you work too damn much, <laughs> that is the only one that we needed. They were like, yeah, it, it went great. And I was like, really? They're like, yeah, we did it and pronounced it and everything went fine. I was like, oh my. <laughs> so I guess the real question in that whole story is, did the hooker get paid? I don't know. Um, they, I mean, she was working. They said she that like she hung money. out the entire time. So I'm wondering if she didn't, because she was waiting for like us to clear out so she could go through some pockets or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's a working girl, man. Hey. 
It ain't no different than the tow trucks just scouring things for wrecks. Like, gotta fucking, do what you gotta do. It's so horrible, dude. <laughs> like, we always ask, we always ask, did we? Did you guys, did they call you? And they're like, no. We're like, see you later then. Yeah. We'll call somebody. Have a good day. You're not doing that, you vulture. <laughs> Some of my favorite just, like, sit back and watch moments are watching the cops chase off tow trucks. <laughs> like, because they're not nice about it. Like, because well, we don't know because we have to deal with them. They're like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. We're like, watch this <laughs> and it's it's really not that they're i mean literally you can see like five or six different companies around and you're like dude did anybody call you like you're causing an issue you're causing my traffic to back up because you're in here trying to just wait around a bit to see if we uh, go ahead and call you i've been on i've been on the fire truck responding to rex getting our doors blown off by tow trucks passing us to be there and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird that they still do it because I mean, I think every agency across the state's like, oh, did we call you? No. Did they call you? No. Then bye. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Let's see how that works out yeah. for you. <laughs> now you just wasted all that gas to come over here and you're not going to get the shit, buddy. <laughs> and, unless it's an off chance that we're blacked out and we're like, fucking just take it, dude. I got to go. I got more shit to do. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm going to start to attract business. Cause like, tell me to leave. It's me. Tell me to leave. Actually, never mind. They'll probably be like, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Again, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that works out for you. I mean, I know everybody. Like, I feel like I could be like, hey, what's up? Like, hey, how you doing? Did anybody call you? No. Hey, bro, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Well, you're not coming to my birthday party. Then. How about that, Bear? <laughs> but you didn't think that through, did you? <laughs> Speaking of parties, I remember I invited you to a party last year that you didn't fucking show up to, so... Was I working? No. Was I drunk somewhere else? Yeah, I think you went to Arrowhead. It was my. It was my because Chiefs opened the season at home last year, right? Yeah, I was drunk at Arrowhead. Yeah, I I always do a every year the first game of the year. I always do a big ass smoke and party and put the TVs out on the deck. You should and, do it the first away game. That's what you should do. Well, that kind of loses the season opener. Annual season opener, backyard well, beer. You should bash. do two then. Uh, well, I mean, I do a few. <laughs> <laughs> as long as long as it's warm outside, I will put the TV outside, smoke <laughs> meat, and watch the games outside. You like how he tries to change your party yeah. plans to, to fit his yeah, schedule? Yeah. yeah. And then he'd be like, "I'm working, man. I can't make it." Yeah. I got my fifth. <laughs> you coming job. tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Overtime called. Yeah. <laughs> they said they needed me. <laughs> <laughs> They probably do tell you that, too. Like, nobody else can do this like you. We need you, man. You know what? And you're like, okay, I'll be there. Yeah. No, it, it's something along those lines where it's like, hey, we're calling you because nobody else will answer, and we know you'll take it. And I'm like, fuck you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> where do you need me to go? Yeah. Uh, head here. <sighs> fuck. All right. <laughs> Opie was the worst about that. That motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Learn to say no. What's that? Yeah. See, yeah. see we've had this conversation Super a whole either. bunch, and he just, he refuses. Or just learn to say, I've already had a beer. Well, I've said that a couple times. Like, I've said it when I didn't have a beer. I just didn't want to go, and I didn't want to be a dick about it. They were like, can you come back in? No, man, I've already had a beer. Sorry. <laughs> But in all reality, I just want to eat a melatonin and go to sleep. And you can fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, sir. My ass is already on the couch. Yeah. We'll get it off. That's not going to happen. 
already had a shot of Jameson shotgun to beer and ate two melatonin. Probably unsafe <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, with staffing issues being the way they are, uh, we expect you here in 20 minutes. <laughs> just just two melatonin? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we just changed our policy to three five minutes ago, so we're going to need you to come on in. <laughs> Dude, I tried some of that liquid melatonin the other day. I took two little, you take two little, like, full vial stuffs of it. Yeah. Put it under the tongue. Dude, that shit fucked me up for, like, a day. (laughs) What, nighty night? Yeah, dude. I fell asleep, and I woke up the next day, and I was like, I am still so fucking We're, like, in a new presidential election. You're like, what the fuck happened? I was not going to do it again. (laughs) I thought when I broke my jaw, that's how it was with the liquid hydrocodone. That was. Who broke your jaw? A safety. That I did not see coming. <laughs> it hurt real bad. <laughs> I bet. When I woke up. <laughs> I bet it hurt even more that you couldn't talk for a while. I made it work. Oh. <laughs> a lot of mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a lot of middle fingers. <laughs> you gotta keep your head on a swivel, James. Ah, uh, yeah. I learned. <laughs> a little safety did that to you? Yep. He must have got you right in the right spot. Yep, around the ear hole. Cracked the bottom of the helmet. It fucking hurt. <laughs> Did he get a penalty? No. It's a it's a man's game. Yeah. Yeah. I was not the man on the field that day. <laughs> Did you go back in the game? That's my question. No. In fact, I did not play for the rest of that season, and I redshirted the next year because I lost so much weight. It's a great weight loss program. I'll tell you that. If you want to lose a bunch of weight and have your jaw wired shut for 12 weeks, it's fucking sucked. Yeah. Zero out of ten stars would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> that one got a bad Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. We got any big news coming up? Anything you're doing? Uh, the, dude, the Yelp's got a lot of stuff going on this summer. We, have, <clears throat> we started a junior academy. Two that we do with the sixth grade centers and the uh, junior highs. We got two of those now. We started with one one week academy, but it's grown. Now we're going to do it at every junior high in the district. Just um, just two, just mm-hmm. like Antioch and North uh, Newmark are going to be one, and then Northgate and Maple Park will be one, and then uh, then I have my two hundred mile bike for change. I feel like it should be three hundred miles if you're biking. No, fuck you. <laughs> Okay. It's hard enough finding places to sleep along the trail. And that a couple of guys were like, just throw up a hammock and I was like, Fuck you. Like, dude, I don't I don't even sleep in tents anymore. Like if I'm not gonna have a cabin or an R V, fuck off, I'm not going. It's that simple. I'll stay in a hotel down the way and I will just take an Uber back and forth to the campsite. <laughs> And so we've got, uh, we actually had this one place, I believe called Red Red Brick, Brick Inn, donated the whole place, the whole uh, uh, the hotel to us. I think it's like a bed and breakfast kind of thing. The pictures are awesome. It's got a pool and a hot tub. So after riding a bike for yeah, 40 miles. Nice. yeah. So tell our viewers what you guys are doing that for. Uh, so we have a program. It's also grown into every high school Mine, this is for, uh, if you want to donate to any of it, you can always talk to the SR at your school, but this one's for Tonka. Um, 
we do a, a 200 mile hike for the or bike for the law enforcement career path program by gear um, plaques when they you know graduate pay for their graduation parties buy their uniforms and do things like that because we, we all know that like kids can't really afford to um, purchase their own stuff for these kind of programs do you buy them the wool uniforms absolutely man <laughs> if they're if i gotta suck they gotta <laughs> suck no, I, I tell you, if, if the sheriff still made us wear class A's, I definitely would. I mean, I'm not the only person that's going to suck today. You are, too. <laughs> because we make them wear them. on. We do. We meet twice a, twice a month every other Friday. I think they switched it to Monday. Since I got promoted, They uh, it's kind of out of my hands now. Um, but I think they switched it to every other Monday. But we meet twice, twice, a, twice a month, and they have to wear their uniforms that day to kind of help promote it and build it. I started it, and when I started it, I had one student come. And so I was teaching, like, car stops and <laughs> difference between reasonable suspicion and PC to one person. And then it just it grew. I think that we have 12 now, so it's growing more and more and more. So oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome, man. If uh, if somebody wants to donate to that, how can they do that? Uh, they can yeah, contact me at bear.mcculley at nkcschools.com and they can either pledge like per mile or just donate and I can tell them how to donate, send a check or cash or anything like that, okay. where to send it to. Awesome. Yeah. And it'll all be uh, streamed on my Twitter handle yeah. at corporal cpl underscore mac. You can put that on the video, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> if you send it to me. Hey, I got like 200 <laughs> followers on that some bitch. Whoa. Oh. I've only had it like a year. So, oh. Mr. Big Time here. Yeah. We've been looking for celebrities and little did we know yeah. who just got one. Yeah. I'm going to get a fucking check mark. <laughs> That's the goal. And I figure in about 10 years I might reach it. Yeah. As well, long as these kids that I we got to do a well, podcast first. I mean, yeah. who knows? As, as long as these high school kids are like, oh, fucking Corporal Mac, I'm going to do this and send him stupid shit and tell him he's a dick. I'm cool with it as long as I get a check mark. <laughs> Fair and enough. Now that Elon owns Twitter, I mean, it could happen faster. Yeah, we'll see. You got to go on a podcast. That's like the first step in getting a blue check mark. Is it? I don't know anything. It about is today. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know anything about Twitter. So you got to you got to go on the Washdown podcast with a blue check mark. So what? What What's is the, the washdown? I'll go for it. I don't. I still don't know why you named it that. You just asked me to show up, and I've been here for the last year. Couldn't get him to leave. Tried. This is the guy you chose for your co-host. Uh, not really. No, I was the third, literally the third <laughs> choice. <laughs> He's not lying. I actually started it with a, with a buddy of mine that I went to the academy with, and he's taken a sabbatical. He's hurt. Yeah. Which brought me out in front of the camera, which he's been regretting yeah. ever since. He's actually he had his second hip surgery today, so we need to check on him. So either you, today or tomorrow. You were like the producer. I had that title. Yeah. That was I had that title. He was supposed to be the producer slash social media guy, and I can't get him to do either of those things. Well, so he's taking too many trips, man. He's gotta take care of his own social media first. Well, that's true. What? I'm trying to get that blue check mark. <laughs> you ain't even on Twitter. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, well. I don't do anything. I just get in on there and read other people talk shit, but I'm on Twitter. I don't believe that at all. I do not the- believe that you don't talk shit. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sh- I, my first goal is the Instagram blue check mark. That's what I'm going for. How many followers do you have? Like a thousand. Guess not. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. My IG is Bears Fit Life. <laughs> you can edit that out, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to do uh, that, man? I'm trying to get yeah. a check mark on that too, man. Damn. So no, the wash down is just basically like what we do after like a car wreck. We'll do a wash down of the street or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. just about washing stuff away. All so. Right, yeah. I get it. Pretty lame, lame isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't, when I have to explain it, it's lame. But we were going to we call it the Jamie Moran show, but no one too many letters. Zero subscribers at yeah. that point. We, we couldn't think of a logo if it was going to be that. So <laughs> Just a broken Jeep, maybe. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we don't need to make shit personal, all right? <laughs> just, just make it a goofy mustache. There's that. No, no, no face. Just the Jamie show with just the, the mustache. Yeah, yeah. That's not this a bad is the idea. Women, this is the women getter. So it brings in the ladies. <laughs> what? Okay. It does. You know it does. I know it does. You know it does. I, you know what? I'm anyway, not, I'm not gonna sit here and take this berating from you two. Is this affecting your mental health, James? No. No? Do you need some peer support? Strong, strong, independent man. (laughs) Do you need some peer support? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, I got to stop inviting people that are going to team up on this. I'm going to start. I need a list of people you don't like, uh and I'm going to invite them. So I know they'll take my side on things. He didn't. He didn't even know. I didn't. I know. Yeah. First time I ever I mean, met this him. This is just a happy he, coincidence. Yeah, I could have came here. He could have been like, "You're never bringing that fucking guy back." He's That's a not prick. I guarantee, as soon as he leaves, he's like, it's, "Oh, I'm dude, like, I like Bear. Let's get him back." It, <laughs> it's not my fault that all of your friends like me better. They don't. It seems like they do. You're just easy to poke fun at. Thanks for coming on the Washdown podcast. <laughs> You're struggling to reach out. Oh, shit. There we go. I mean, you let let a 190-pound safety break your jaw. I was 210 pounds. Uh I've since gained insulation since then. Was that your freshman year? Yeah. I went from 210 to, like, 165. Shit sucked. I had a six pack and I didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave that one alone. What I did. <laughs> okay. And then my friends introduced me to weed and the six pack went away. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about the cops in New Jersey? Uh-uh. They can now smoke weed off duty. No. Well, do they have a test that shows? If they've smoked it on duty or not. So, I don't understand it because we can write a DWI for somebody that smoked weed yesterday because they're still Yeah, it's still impaired. in your system. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see, though. <clears throat> I would like to think there was some data behind that. And because how many different therapies have we talked about? I mean, hell, we're, we're even seeing like MDMA used mm-hmm. in in therapy now mdma psilocybin there's a bunch of different alternative therapies especially for tbi and and stuff like that you know 
I'm I'm wondering at the point if if some departments are sitting here saying like this traditional bullshit is not working. It's not helping our guys mentally get better. And if they're just starting to say like let's explore other options, other treatment modalities is they de- they definitely are on on I don't think anybody's taking it to the extreme of letting cops smoke weed off duty. But there is there is some departments that are uh now doing like the firefighter schedule for law enforcement. Uh, like twenty four on and forty eight off kind of thing, which I uh, that would, sounds terrible. Yeah, I would want to. They built they built a, this department a bunkhouse and like everything like a fire station and just I I, I think they have that, lost all their rights to talk shit about firefighters at that point. I think I think that uh, the call volume. I'm, I mean, just the call volume alone, you're not going to get any sleep. Because we're we're going on. You're never yeah. going to be in the station. I mean, we're we're, we're going on. We're, we're fighting that battle in the fire department now. Like, twenty four hours is a long time, <clears throat> just for that adrenaline dump and raise and dump and raise and just. One of my favorite shows is the firefighter show. Tacoma FD. Yes. There awesome. you go. <laughs> That's the truest documentary I've ever seen about fire departments. <laughs> that show is so it, good. Like, if you could make a combination like Rescue Me. And to go FD, that oh, would be rescue an, me was phenomenal. That'd be an actual good representation of the fire service. Yeah. That guy saw like everybody. <laughs> and he played yeah. it so well too. It was such a good show. <laughs> yeah. Was, was, do you build decks too? No. Hmm. You should do that. I, I can't. I can't. I have trouble with part time jobs because I have a part time job at my full time job, which is called <laughs> overtime. What, what's your part time job? I work at the shop. What shop? Oh, where's that at? Lee Summit. All the way at Lee Summit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, I'm, I'm saving up to get my truck lifted up and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I ain't driving out to Lee Summit for that shit. You get law enforcement discount. Yeah. Trust me, nobody complains more than me with driving a Jeep to get seven miles to the gallon. Yeah. Because it looks cool. I took, I took it to, I took it to Casey. What is that? Casey Trucks over there off of one fifty two. Yeah. I took it over there for a lift kit. 40 series, wheels and tires, and uh, running boards is like 58. Well, you're not really a real first responder unless you have a lifted vehicle. Yeah, I know. Like, I that's, I, I'm surprised they're not making that requirement to get into the academy now. Like, do you have your GED? Do you have your post certification? Do you have at least a two and a half inch lift on your vehicle? No, you're disqualified. <laughs> My shit's not even leveled out right now. <gasps> yeah. What kind of cop are you? A broke one. <laughs> So an average. One. I, I still I still pay child support. So my son is actually coming to live with me again. So I'll at least get the child support card back. How have you? So like doing what you do and raising kids. How do you shield them? Don't shield them. Tell them what you did. Don't tell them what you did. How, how do you, especially with your background and your upbringing? What? How have your? How's your parenting style changed? Adapted? What have you done? <clears throat> Um, I'm just honest. Like, I'm not going to openly just go tell them, Hey, I worked in, well, I won't say won't because there, there are times that like when they started driving, I told them like, right as they did, I worked a, uh, accident outside of Excelsior on the 4th of July. This girl driving a convertible and went off the road and flipped it and internal decapitation, all that fun stuff. And I told them about that because I want them to be smart. But for the most part, I won't lie. If you ask me a question, I'll tell you. But I'm not going to just 
come out and be like, hey, <laughs> saw a headless person today at, a, at an accident or, you know, a gunshot victim over here or this or that. I'm just, if you ask me questions about it, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, they're grown now. I'm a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 13-year-old, so I'll just be honest. I I wish that that's the way I was raised. Be honest with me about shit and let me, you know, figure it out for myself. But Yeah, well, I think we all know people that are in this these lines of work that maybe try to shield their kids a little bit too much. And then others that go the other way too much and I think it's a it's a fine line of teaching them right from wrong and, you know, showing them what's actually in the world without basically traumatizing them, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and it's and we are at a disadvantage now compared to when we were raised because like Jeremy said everything's here on your phone. Mm-hmm. The half the time they'll know about it before you get a chance to have a talk with them about it. Yeah. Dude, even small towns are changing and getting terrible. I mean, have you driven through Adrian lately? Yep. Like, I haven't been back in, like, a year, but the last time I went drove through, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? The parks are all tore up and disgusting looking. I didn't see any kids' houses that used to be gorgeous or now junkyards. Yep. It's just terrible. And, it, and, like, and that sucks for me. And I, I take that shit personal. Because it did. I felt like I was like, hey, I'm leaving. This town went to shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and it wasn't, I know it wasn't just me, but, like, it, it does. And it, a lot of the shit we're seeing up in the city is starting to filter down there now and it's <laughs> watching them complain i'm like oh is that bothering you oh that's cute we've been dealing with it for i don't know forever yeah up here yeah well and then also you gotta think about it of you're looking at it through your lens and your perspective and you saw it as a kid you go back as an adult you're gonna view it in a different way well i think even even when i went back as an adult because i went back right after my first appointment it was still a really you know, stellar community and there were still kids out playing and the parks were still, you know, I mean, it's the parks weren't like brand new. They were when we were kids, but they were still playable. I mean, I would, the ball pits gone. Thank God. <laughs> There's a disease waiting to happen. I'm like, why did you do this? But like, even the, even the basketball court and over right off of main street is, is tore up. And I was right next to the police station. It's just, it's weird to me. I think, you know, municipalities have the the great idea of we're going to build all of this stuff and then they don't maintain it. Yeah. Because the money to maintain it, they put other places, you know. And the motel down there. It's gone finally. Yeah, I saw it. Thank uh, God. Somebody posted something on Facebook and I was like, well, so the church bought it? I, I don't know who bought it, but I, yeah, I, I went think- down there the other day and it was completely gutted and yeah, I think the church bought it, and they're gonna like turn it into little apartments or something. It just—I know for me, it, it, it's hard because, like, that's what raised us. Yeah. You know, that—that's what molded us and formed us and gave us our ideas and our values. And it, it's just—I mean, I guess that's fucking life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing stays the same. It's, but it's—it's it's hard. And every time I go back there, it's—I find myself trying to get out of there quicker and quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, my aunt lives in the house that I grew up in, so I'll stop in and say hi to her. And, you know, Scooter still lives down there, so, you know, it's been my best friend my whole life, so I'll still stop in and say hi to him. But other than that, I've got zero reason to go there now. 
I'll go down there for the bank and some shit, and I literally spend twenty minutes there. And I'm wreck the, out. The, you bank in Adrian? I still, I still have a savings account down there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know they, you know they have hundreds. I mean, there's like five banks that have just been built on North Oak alone. Yes, but I had to probably pass a hundred banks on the way down. But, there. but I still have friends that work in the bank. I want them to have my business, and. I have my own separate savings account down there that just automatically goes out of my paycheck, so I can't touch it. And if I have to touch it, I have to drive an hour out of my way to get it. You'd be surprised how many times I'm like, oh, I could just go get that money from the bank down there. And I'm like, I don't want to spend two hours on the road. Fuck it. I'm not spending that money. It actually helps. It's a good budget control mechanism for me. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're in Lee Summer, you're not really that far. It's still farther than I want to go. It's not like I'm like, oh, hey, I can go down to Adrian and get this and this and this and this and this done. No, it's like, oh, God, I got to go to fucking down to Adrian. And... Yeah. The I'd thrill say, is gone. I say I could go to Adrian and then I'm like, or I could go anywhere else on the face of the planet and <laughs> be much better entertained. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> hey, wrong. Hey, wrong. Like, I was going to take the girl I was dating like uh, a couple, couple. my birthday was a couple weekends ago, and I rented a condo in uh, Sunrise Beach at the Ozarks. It was gorgeous. Fun. And I was like, I want to take her on a, a history tour on the way. <laughs> and I got to Seven Highway, and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking done with that. <laughs> just, let's just go to the lake. I'm, then I was like, we'll hit 18 on the way back and drive right through, and I'll show you the house I grew up in. And then I was like, or we could just take 65 to 70 and be <laughs> home. Be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my whole history of my life went to, fuck that, let's just be done dude i'm telling you the older i've gotten the drive on 18 between clinton and adrian gets longer and longer and longer (laughs) i used to have my my grandparents lived out there off 18 but i mean they don't live there anymore they both deceased but that even going to see them was a fucking terrible drive it's weird but you know what you know what's funny though it's like i want to bring adrian to the city i just don't want to go back down to adrian like i loved the small town feels the vibe like just the values and morals I had down there. Just everybody knows everybody. Like I miss that. Yeah. And I'd love for that to be up here, but, and trust me, like, I'll tell you this too. I, I don't know about you. I, I don't know that I'd ever want to raise kids down there. Cause I was very ignorant leaving that town, going to college. I was like, Whoa, yeah, there is a life outside. Like <clears throat> that was, that was an adjustment for me. I mean, hell, I was the first black kid to graduate from that school. You know, like, which, which was completely like, it's an adjustment from going into the bigger city when you grew up in a small town as, as a black kid. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's other likes me. That's cool. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah, I'm a black kid that didn't have a black friend until college. Riddle me that one. It's weird. But I love it. But I don't like it. But I love it. Well, there is, I'll agree and disagree with you. Because I was raised in a really small town as well. And there's some things you get living in a small town that you're never going to get in the city. Like, you know, you peace can... Peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. <laughs> you can leave your doors unlocked. You do know everybody. And then there's, you know, the downside of maybe your worldview isn't as expansive as it would be. And you got to drive 30 minutes to Walmart. Yeah. And you got to drive 30 minutes to Walmart. But is that really that bad? You know, because think about it. I mean, most small towns, doesn't matter, you know, what your skin color is or whatever. You're just James. 
but now you come to the big city, which is supposed to be so progressive and all that stuff, and now it matters. You know, and but you kind of mentioned that earlier. Like, I don't care what I have to call you; just tell me what to call. Like, yeah, yeah. We don't get lots of months. They don't give a shit. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You do you. We're gonna do us. We can all be friends. Yeah. Like that's neat. Cool. Yeah. Tell me more about it. You don't get that in the city, though. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's very clickish. Yeah. And I'm not saying small towns can't be like that. Obviously, they can, and some of them are. I mean, there's a lot of clicks in the small towns. Yeah, but yeah. like, but it's not as it doesn't seem but like not it's by as, race and gender a, and political belief. Like, it's that's what's weird about it up here. Well, like, and it doesn't seem like it's a as big as a big of you know what am I trying to say as divisive mm-hmm. as it is in the city in a small town. Like, you can still sit down and have a conversation with somebody. And be fine, whereas you can't do that here. Can you still now, though? Well, that's a good question. I haven't yeah. lived in a small town in definitely can't 20 leave your, years. Can't, definitely so. can't leave your doors unlocked in Adrian anymore. <laughs> no. Like heroin's <laughs> on the boom down there right now. Because it's cheaper <laughs> than Oxy. Like that, w- that would be an interesting thing to just go sit. And I don't think Adrian has any restaurants anymore. But that would be an interesting thing to just go sit in a restaurant and kind of listen to see. If it is still at all like it was, you know, I'll tell you this: uh, especially in, in our jobs, I'd rather I'd rather come from a small town and come work in a big city than be in a big city and go work in a small town. Like, yeah. I, there are a lot of things that, like, the, just the experiences almost too that I learned in a small town that have been very useful in forming my thoughts and stuff up here. That has made <laughs> me like it. I ain't just some city kid. And you know, same for you, same for you. Like, it's it's definitely been a benefit. Yeah, I think you treat people just different enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different way that you and I will talk to somebody, uh, you know, a patient or somebody that we're running. That somebody who maybe grew up in the city is not going to talk to them in that way, and it can build a little bit of a rapport and make maybe what we're doing a little bit easier. Well, I mean, I'm still of the mind, and same as probably you guys. Your handshake and your word's good enough for me. So do you, do you think that growing up in a small town, like you learned to empathize better? I just learned not to care. And I don't mean care like I don't have empathy. I don't, like, people are just people. It, it was a lot easier in a smaller sample size to learn to judge people off their characteristics more than anything else. And that's the mindset that I've kind of adopted up here. Like you, you really can't start as a neutral slate for me. Now you can ruin it very quickly by opening your mouth sometimes. But that's the thing it taught me is like, I learned to judge people truly for how they behaved, how they spoke, how they acted, not what they wore, how they looked, you know, the color of their skin, anything else. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I like. And, so many times, and I've said this, I'm like, you know, I don't see color. And people are always like, you have to see color. Everybody sees color. And I'm like, no. For starters, A, I'm colorblind. And B, like. <laughs> you know you know how to make him go viral? Get him some of those glasses and let him cry a little bit and record it on this podcast. Absolutely. It'll go viral. My buddy Greco, he's an he's artist, and he did that, and he went viral. So let's we can get you there. You got to buy them, but we'll give them to you. Yeah, 
Order them on Amazon. Go ahead. Yeah, have, Ship them to you, and then you wrap them and give them to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have like five jobs, so, I mean, let's be honest. Oh, so now I'm just, okay, cool. Now we, we only care about me for I mean, my we'll, money. We'll make, yeah. it, we'll make it really special for you, but it'll go viral. Well, you yeah. won't, you'll probably be like, oh, how's it fun? And then hit me in the nuts or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you fucking do. <laughs> That would definitely go viral. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if he's crying because he saw color for the first time or because he just got hit in the balls. Yeah. Either I mean, way, let's share the shit out of this. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a fucking win, bro. But, but yeah, that's that's that was my thing. Is like I just it allowed me to just truly judge people for how they behaved and acted. Um, to where if I was raised in a city and just some of those just little biases that were built into daily living up here i don't know if i'd have carried that with me into my job now i can tell you after living in a small town and in a big city when i retire i'm gonna live in a cabin by myself in the middle of fucking nowhere (laughs) a lot of people in our line of work say that yeah i've already plotted i mean i almost bought the land like a year and a half ago it's right on the river right on the niagara i'd be able to see the kids floating by drunk having a good time i'm glad i didn't because now i'm divorced and she probably would have got that shit but like, I saw a missile silo for sale the other day and it looked great. How many jobs are going to take you to get that? It wasn't very expensive. In the grand scheme of things, <laughs> it was only like $300,000 for, and I don't know what missile silos run, but I feel like they'd be more than that. Well, what's the uh, renovation cost going to be on something like that? I don't know. Because we know you're not going to do it yourself. Figure it out when I get there. <laughs> or Opie and I were looking at a cave. We found a cave down in like Southern Missouri for like 160000 And I was like, damn, I could use a cave. You're going to live in a cave? It's a big cave. <laughs> <laughs> I went to elementary school for a while in an old uh, bombshell there. Ballard? Yeah. Yeah. It legit is. Yeah. Like, the elementary school is a door in the ground. Yeah. I don't think it's still the elementary school. I think that. No, I think was, they've, yeah, yeah, they've I built think. it. <laughs> yes. Graduating class of eight. My aunt's a teacher there now. That's probably got to be the best teaching job in the world. Like you only have like two students per class. It's so fucking easy. You should have some smart kids coming out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they always bitch about is teacher to student ratio. Yes, sir. Well, if they can stay off their fucking phone for five minutes, which is why they should have never moved out of the bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool, though. I would live in that. Yeah, I'd do that. It's just a big square with some rooms. Fucking down. I thought some plywood up would be perfectly happy. Yeah. I know you. You would not be perfectly happy. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. As much money as you've spent tricking out the Jeep, the motorcycle, the truck, and all that stuff, I can't imagine that you wouldn't do the same thing to your retirement home. Fair point. Touche. It's big enough he could have, like, a little miniature Jeep in there to drive around in circles. Little power wheels? Yeah. So, I mean, it could be fun. Get a little go-kart in there. It could be a good time. That's yeah. thinking outside the box. That is. Or thinking outside the bomb shelter. Yeah. But I like in, it. But inside the bomb shelter. I like it. <laughs> oh, shit. That would be a good time. Yeah. All right, that's what we'll start saving for. The I'm bomb getting, shelter? I'm getting a bomb shelter, yep. Yeah. Or you just build one. Also fair, too. I'm going to do that. So one of my retirement plans was buying, like, 10 acres, digging a big-ass hole, filling it full of water, and then having a houseboat. 
Just park that bitch in the middle of that motherfucker. It's dude. like a moat. You already yeah. have a moat. Yeah. Nobody right. could come over <laughs> unless they called way in advance. Just extend the ladder out yeah. to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I don't really feel like coming to pick you up, so you can lay on the beach, but I'm can not Can you come pick out. me up? Sorry, out of gas. Yeah. It's weird how that happened. The anchor's stuck. <laughs> it's stuck here. I don't know. That might be actually one of the best retirement ideas I've ever heard yeah. of. Dude. That would be sweet. What about in the wintertime when the water freezes, though? Then you're really not fucking going yeah. anywhere. Just make sure that you stock up on food properly. Visit mypatriotsupply.com. Don't be plugging shit that ain't paying us. Pay us. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we got to stop doing the product placement, too. Like, I'm the worst one about that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Gatorade, Pepsi, Skull. Just start a little post-it notes like, please pay us. Yeah. I just got a white cup. You don't know what's in here. Nope. That's, ooh, that's good and point. this one's spit. <laughs> Can't sell spit unless you're on OnlyFans, I guess. I mean, do you think that that would sell? I mean, it could. I could spit in a vial. And... I mean, I mean, there's some other weird <coughs> shit that people pay for on OnlyFans. Yeah. Dude, I'll fart in a mason jar. <laughs> I give no fucks. Yeah. Five bucks, five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My feet right. are not pretty, but if you want a picture. Especially if you want to pay me in cans of chew, get yourself a goddamn deal. Yeah. All right, before we go too far down the fucking <laughs> rabbit hole, <laughs> final thoughts, James? Oh, it was good to have Bear on. It was, you know, one thing I like about him is he just still, like, Bear's Bear. And we've we've had episodes, you know, we've had guests on before that you and I have talked about that, like, after we get done talking with him, you know, we, we're, we've always kind of been like, we don't know if they've really finished their journey yet or, you know, made it through what we've talked about before and, you know, that's the thing with him, like, he has, and, like, and there's no, he'll tell you exactly where he fucked up, exactly where it went right, exactly where it went wrong. Like, there's nothing to hide about it. And you can laugh while you're doing it. You can't beat that. Yeah. So, thank you. Hey, thank no you, problem. You. It was fun. I'm, I'm not nervous about it anymore, so. <laughs> there you good. go. <clears throat> well, you did it once, you know what to expect. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would come back. So. Closing thoughts? Uh, just for law enforcement and first responders in general, just just find an outlet, whether it be the gym or you can't do this job twenty four seven. You've got to find some something else to do, hobby or something. You can't think about it. You can't hang out with cops. You can't do that just all the time. It it, it don't start fucking with you. So just find somewhere else to go. Find something else to do. Final thoughts, Jeremy? Um, well, let's see. Bear, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate appreciate you being open with us and, and talking. Um, I think you had some really good points, and I like what you're doing with the, you know, the schools and bringing that to the next generation. I think that's freaking awesome because we sit here and we talk about, you know, the divide between – even James's generation and the people coming on in our professions now. And, you know, we're getting less and less applicants as Mm -hmm. time goes by and think programs like yours, what you're doing in the schools, that's only going to help going forward is making them see that these careers are something that they can do and they're worthwhile, you know, and being of service. So, and you don't have to be a dick to do it. Exactly. So, Everybody, thanks for stopping by. If you are struggling 
reach out. There are resources. If you know somebody that is struggling, reach out to them. Let them know you care. Let them know what resources are out there. And thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next time.